Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Boiler Alert Podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. I am flying solo today. Uh, Ryan is up with his mother enjoying the Easter holiday. I had another co-host ready to go, but about two hours before uh, showtime here. Had to back out on me, but that's no problem. We roll with the punches here at the Boiler Alert Podcast. So there's been a lot of news in basketball for Purdue this last week to 10 days. So we wanted to touch on a little bit of all that. We'll probably go more in-depth on this later on. But given the news that has broken um, you know, in the last week, I wanted to touch on all of it. So first and foremost is the loss of Brandon Newman to the transfer portal. The redshirt junior heads out the door after what can only be described really as an up-and-down season and career for Brandon Newman. He had a great freshman year, uh, started a lot of games for Purdue, and then he was kind of looked at as maybe the next great shooter for Purdue, uh, a lot of length, so a real opportunity to be a great defender for the team. And then his sophomore year, you know, he just kind of fell off, uh, made a lot of mental mistakes, didn't really seem to have the effort we were hoping to on defense, and his shots just weren't falling. And he fell out of the rotation, and he fell out of it hard. And it wasn't really until the Big Ten tournament um, in his sophomore year, so two seasons ago, when he really found his stride and was able to get back to the player that most of us had thought he was going to be. And then, you know, you, you hoped that he would take that momentum, build on that momentum, and come back stronger in his third season on the court. And, you know, unfortunately, that just wasn't the case. Um, we love Brandon Newman. A uh, lot of heart. You know, you always... Uh, we, of course, saw the, the viral tweet of him taking free throws after after a loss. I believe that was his sophomore year. And we knew he was a Boilermaker. We knew he had the heart. He was going to put in the effort, put in the work. Um, but again, this, this most recent season, his shot just was not falling consistently. He was making a lot of mental mistakes, bad turnovers, um, fouls that didn't really need to be made. And he just he couldn't, again, couldn't seem to get it together to what we wanted him to be and what we needed him to be. Um, And again, just like his second season with the program, he kind of came on at the end of the season and kind of found his shot, found who we needed him to be. His defensive intensity was absolutely ratcheted up uh, in the second half of this most recent season. And that, honestly, it gave me hope that he was going to stick around because he truly was improving. And he'd made that defensive intensity kind of part of who he was We saw him get a lot more steals. He was much more active uh, going after the ball, tipping the ball out of bounds, you know, um, getting some swats, getting some some pokeaways. And 
he just he looked like a completely different ball player. He was so energized, and you know he didn't do everything we would have hoped in in the NCAA tournament. But I mean, who 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 did on this Purdue squad? So he ends unfortunately his Purdue career on a sour note with that first round loss to Fairleigh Dickinson. Important to note because I know it matters to me. He did graduate in December with his Purdue degree. So he is walking out that door with a degree that will always serve him and hopefully will serve him well uh, wherever he lands. So that is great news. We'd love to hear that for our, our basketball players here at Purdue. No word yet on where he's going to go, where he's going to look. Um, a lot of folks have mentioned Notre Dame going with uh, former Purdue assistant Micah Shrewsbury. And that does seem like it would be a good landing spot for him, uh, a coach who knows him, a coach who understands what he's capable of. So um, I don't want to play him, so I would like for him to go to a school that Purdue does not play. Um, and so I, I don't believe we play Notre Dame last year, next year unless something comes up in one of these um, random uh, off-season additions. You know, the basketball schedule always comes together so late. So uh, wouldn't want to see him. Uh, on the opponent's side, but I definitely wish him nothing but the best. So kudos to Brandon Newman. Always going to be a Boilermaker in my heart and uh, really looking forward to see what he does next season. So that now allows Purdue to have two open scholarships. Brandon Newman's scholarship is open. Or I'm sorry, three. David Jenkins' junior scholarship is open, and Matt Frost, uh, the, the walk-on who was granted a scholarship, uh, will be graduating as well. So that is three. We know we've got Miles Colvin coming in. That is one of those. So Painter has been on the lookout for folks to add in the transfer portal. Hopefully folks who can you know, just be a, a one-and-done situation because you don't want to necessarily compromise your scholarship grid integrity. But you know, lo and behold, this week, uh, end of the week, Purdue got – SIU transfer guard Lance Jones, that is um, Southern Illinois, so Painter's old stomping grounds, the Salukis, and he is coming in. He announced on, I believe on Friday, that he is coming to the Boilermakers, and what do we know about this guy? So he's going to be a fifth-year senior um, with one year of eligibility remaining for the Boilermakers. This would technically be what we would call his COVID year, given the uh, blanket kind of exemption that the NCAA granted for all these players to kind of have one more year since um, one season was so wrecked by COVID. No NCAA tournament. We remember that all all too well. So uh, last year for the Salukis, Jones started 33 games, averaged 14 points. Uh, he was third team all-conference, and he was named to the all-defense squad in the Missouri Valley. So you love, uh, love the all-defense squad part. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It does worry me that we're getting guys who are third team all Missouri Valley. Um, I, I'm really hopeful for this guy. I want him to be good. Um, so I'm going to talk about some good and, and some bad. Or, you know, maybe, uh, as Drew wrote on the site, maybe some questionable things that hopefully we can we can iron out as the, as the season progresses next year. So um, Jones has been described as an athletic experienced guard. And that is something that Purdue has truly missed. Um, and we saw how that played out in the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, like I said, 6'1", 200 pounds, um, not exactly a, a big guard, kind of fits the same mold that we would see um, with the majority of Purdue's guards right now. We're not a very big team at the guard position. Um, I think Braden Smith can generously uh, be listed at six foot. So 
I don't love I don't love the height. I would have liked a little more um, little more height on him. He is a four year starter for um, Southern Illinois. He's averaged 30 plus minutes a game over the last three seasons. So we know the guy can run. He's got uh, good stamina. He can go out there and just eat up minutes. Now, one thing that is great, you look at his stats, you see 43% from three as a sophomore. You're like, this is perfect. Purdue needs this. We saw what happened in the NCAA tournament when the shooting just vanished for Purdue. So to add a guy who can shoot 43% from three is absolutely great. However, those numbers uh, continue to go down. So, as I said, 43% in his sophomore year. In his junior year, it fell to 34%. And then in this most recent season, it bottomed out. He was sitting only 28% of his threes. Um, we don't love those numbers. It is important to note that his attempts have gone up. So he was at 42% uh, on 119 attempts from three in his sophomore year. In his junior year, when he shot 34%, it was on 180 attempts, so an additional 61 from the prior year. And then this last season, when he was shooting 27%, he took an astronomical, I mean, just out of this world, 243 three-point shots. Um, so that is a 63-shot increase from his uh, junior year and over double uh, what he took in his sophomore year when he shot 42%. So... Maybe we just need to, to make sure he finds um, good shots, limit his volume. Maybe that will be the key for him. And the question is, can he go back to that 43%? Because that really is, is what Purdue needs. They need a guy who can come in and absolutely drain a three when we need it. Because we saw in that NCAA tournament the skittishness of everyone who was shooting a three and just the, the inability to hit anything from deep. Um, you know, yeah, got a guy like Zach Eady, you're going to get open looks. We don't know if Zach Eady's returning, but I would imagine it, it's a big selling point um, for Zach Eady to, if we can say, hey, we got guys who are coming in and shooting threes and can make them, so we want you to stay. Hopefully, you know, we can, we can advance further than we did this year. Um, hard to advance less, I guess, unless you don't make the tournament. So um, you, just, you just never know. Um, he... He was on the Missouri Valley Conference all-defensive team, uh, known as a defensive stopper role um, on that team, and he's been all-defense a couple of seasons there in the Missouri Valley. So this, this is who we're getting. I mean, we, we've got him. This gives Purdue one more open scholarship as of now, um, as of this recording. We don't know if anybody else in the squad is going to transfer. We don't know uh, about Zach Eady's decision maybe to go pro. Um, whatever he's going to do, obviously we wish him the best. Um, we just don't know what it means for the complexion of next year's team. Now, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about, and that is L.J. Cryer. And for those of you who follow college basketball, you know uh, he was at Baylor, uh, pretty pretty hot shot guy over at Baylor. Entered the transfer portal, which was surprising. You know, Baylor's got a pretty successful program, uh, and he was doing well there. And we thought, we thought maybe he could come to Purdue. Um, because Purdue recruited him out of high school, and he was a guy who, if you know, if you believe the reports at the time, very, very much wanted to come to Purdue, wanted to be a Boilermaker, and unfortunately the scholarship numbers just didn't work out. Um, Purdue took J90, actually, instead of LJ Cryer, and that was that. You know, I mean, you can, you can only have 13 scholarship players 
Purdue took Jaden Ivey, and I think we're we're all pretty happy with how that worked out for us. Um, Ivy, of course, crushing it in the NBA right now. Unfortunately, he's on a terrible uh, Detroit Pistons team, but you know they've got a lot of talent on there. And now with a, I believe a top five pick for next year, um, we might see Jaden Ivey uh, win a bunch more games next year with the Pistons. Uh, they're also going to have a new coach, um, I believe, as of uh, about an hour ago. Looks like their coach is moving into the front office, so it would be good for him. Um, but you know that's why. Painter didn't get a guy like L.J. Cryer out of high school because he took Jaden Ivey. Now, this was the second opportunity for Cryer to, to be a Boilermaker. Every report out there says uh, that Painter contacted him, spoke to him. Um, I don't know if he was on campus or not. I have not seen reports of that. This brings me to a topic I want to explore in a later podcast, hopefully with someone who can, can argue with me and bring more knowledge to it. But it's so frustrating as a Purdue fan to see, you know, we've been ranked number one two years in a row, number one seed. We won the Big Ten, won the Big Ten championship, uh, Big Ten tur- tournament title, and we can't get big name transfers to come to Purdue. And I hate it. I'm like all of you, you know. I want the big name guard to come to Purdue as the missing piece to say, look at all these guys around us. They're going to be a year older. We've got Zach Eady. I can convince them to come back. You know, they've got everything. We got a great coach. I want the big name guard to come to Purdue, but I don't know if it's a stigma about Purdue. I don't know if it's a stigma about the way Painter play coaches the team and makes them play. I don't know if it's an NIL thing. I mean, we know, we know last year Purdue didn't get a lot of guards that they wanted to get, you know, specifically Nigel Pack comes to mind due to NIL. I mean, he got just a ton of money uh, from Miami and a car and, Purdue just was not able to match that, and I don't know if Purdue will ever be able to match that. Um, you know, Miami has their their life wallet guy throwing out you know millions upon millions of dollars um, to various players, and you know they had their men's and women's team both full of transfers, full of p- folks kind of enticed to come by NIL, and they saw success. I mean, both their men's team and women's team went to the Final Four, and. That didn't happen for Purdue. Would it have happened with Nigel Pack? I don't know. I mean, he certainly would have made a difference. Would it have been enough? I mean, it certainly would. It certainly would have been enough to get us past Fairleigh Dickinson. Um, but I don't know where it goes from there. No one does, and to say otherwise is just foolish. So I, I don't know. It, it's very frustrating to think that. And and no shade, honestly, no shade to Lance Jones. Lance Jones could come in here and be a world beater and, and make me look like a fool. And, and, you know, I hope he does. I hope he comes and I put him on the Mount Rushmore of Purdue because he leads us to a national title uh, from the guard position. I'd love that. I'd love that. But as a Purdue fan, it is a bit disheartening when you see all these big names enter the transfer portal and you're like, man, Purdue could get one of these guys. We've got the scholarships open. We've got the room. We've got the players. We've been ranked number one two years in a row. Who wouldn't want to come play at Purdue? And then we see Purdue land a guy from Southern Illinois who, quite frankly, you know, loyal listeners, I'd never heard of. I'd never heard of him. I don't watch much Missouri Valley. And the first time uh, I heard of him was when I saw on Twitter that rumors were he was coming to Purdue and he was likely to commit. And that's when I started doing research. I mean, he's got some nice video out there. He's got some nice tape, but... As I always say with recruiting, everybody has nice tape. 
You know, it's not hard to take an entire career and give me a two and a half minute highlight video. Anybody can do that. You know, <laughs> let me take, let me clarify. Anybody who plays D1 basketball can can put together a pretty one, pretty good highlight reel. I cannot. You know, not a lot of missed jump shots and inability to even sniff the rim on my five six uh, part here. But it's just, you know, it's difficult to see Purdue whiff time and time again. And full disclosure, you know, we don't know how hard Purdue was going after L.J. Cryer, but there was a pre-existing relationship. This is a guy who had wanted to come to Purdue out of high school. Purdue recruited them, recruited him, and then you know lost lost out only really seemingly because of a scholarship crunch. And those are the kind of guys you hope you've left a good relationship with. And when this happens, you can kind of slide in and say, "Hey, man, we've got it now. I'd love to have you. I'd love to get you the opportunity. Remember how you know good of a relationship we built, but it just didn't happen." And for Purdue, it seems to continuously not happen. And in this new era of NIL and the transfer portal, teams are going to be built more and more through the transfer portal. And Purdue and Matt Painter specifically have got to figure out a way to get in there, get active, and get the very best players. Um, we talked about it um, with Megan. I talked about it with Megan Gailey in the last podcast. Um, Painter is like a GM who drafts for need, not for best available. And I think that is so true with this situation. You know, again, no shade to Lance Jones from from Southern Illinois. He may come out and be a superstar. Um, But Painter thought, hey, I need a quick guard who can be good on defense and hopefully create his own shot and slash and get to the rim, maybe hit some mid-range shots, um, and has a decent three-point shooter uh, shot in there. Well, Maybe we got all that with with Lance Jones. Maybe he's just an under-the-radar guy. I don't know. Um, I really hope so. I do. Um, I want him to succeed, and I want Painter to be proven right. But we will see where this goes. Um, for now, he's all we've got. Purdue has one open scholarship. I would expect them to continue looking. Um, you know, Harrison Ingram's in the portal. Um, Purdue recruited him pretty hard, but he, he was at Stanford previously and is, is now in the portal. I don't know if Purdue's going to take another run at him. He's also a a forward, not sure where he'd fit. You know, Purdue really needs guards at this point. So as as the summer progresses, and if Purdue continues to have one uh, open scholarship, Ryan and I will probably uh, do some looking and see uh, see who we see available that Purdue might like. So, and one more thing before we get out of here, I did want to congratulate uh, Matt Grahovic. I'm, I hope that is correct. Um, He is at Twitter on he's on twitter at matt underscore g-r-a-h-o-v-a-c he was the winner of our bracket challenge and he wanted me to give a shout out um to one of uh his hobbies is he's an avid backpacker and hiker uh lives in northern virginia and he has a hiking and backpacking blog he writes up trail profiles for uh his hikes and his many adventures so i'm going to put uh the link to this on the website and hopefully in the show notes um, so you can go take a look and you can also find him on Instagram at MLG Hikes. Um, so congratulations to Matt for winning our bracket tournament. Um, it helps that he did not pick Purdue. Uh, he picked UConn. So good for him. So congratulations, Matt. Hopefully uh, next year the winner will be someone who picked Purdue because Purdue will win it all. So let's hope that next year. <laughs>